the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, congratulations on your engagement. The first step is to find a venue. Go to TheLegacyOnPossumRun.com. That's TheLegacyOnPossumRun.com. When you get there, you'll see the three beautifully unique spaces that comprise the venue. You can also look at the calendar to see which dates are available. Pricing is laid out for you, so there's no guesswork. And you can even sign up for the free open house this Sunday. So get to the Legacy on Possum Run, thelegacyonpossumrun.com. Your legacy begins here. Um, Just a reminder, last night, the Ohio Press Network affiliate, the Arizona Sun-Times, released a bombshell story that contained a five-minute secret audio recording during which Arizona GOP chairman Jeff DeWitt allegedly offered U.S. Senate candidate Carrie Lake money to get her out of politics. We'll talk about that later. But right now, 97% of precincts have reported results in the New Hampshire primaries. And the 45th president, Donald Trump, has a double-digit lead over Nikki Haley. To talk about uh, what those numbers tell us, I want to bring in 2022 GOP gubernatorial candidate and former U.S. Congressman Jim Renacci. Mr. Renacci, welcome to The Bruce Woolley Show. How are you this afternoon? I'm doing great, Jack. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, you know, I would be doing better if um, I didn't have the sneaking suspicion that Nikki Haley is represented by uh, some anti-Trumpers, never-Trumpers, and that she's going to try to stay in this thing as long as she can, wasting a lot of money, time, and attention. Um, what are your thoughts? I just Let's get your 30,000-foot view of the New Hampshire primary results from last night. Well, look, um, and, I, and I know a lot of the Donald Trump definite strong supporters will not like what I say here. But um, the biggest concern I have is that and, and I'm not saying I'm not a Donald Trump supporter. I just look at, at uh, facts and try and be um, reasonable when I look at the numbers. I mean, Donald Trump's going to end up with about 54 percent of the vote. Uh, he's going to beat Nikki Haley by some 10 or 11 points. But here's the problem. Um, he is basically an incumbent. Uh, he is basically the former president, and he's only getting 54 percent of the vote. And I saw another disturbing trend that Nikki Haley voters – uh, 63% of them said they will never vote for Donald Trump, which means that uh, the general election, this is more of a preview of the general election than a primary, because in in uh, New Hampshire, which is really interesting, that Republicans can only vote for Republicans, Democrats can only vote for Democrats, but independents can actually change and vote for whoever they want in the primary. Now, Jack, I bring that up to you because in Ohio, which... I've been working to try and change. Anybody can vote for anybody on a primary. I mean, people were complaining about New Hampshire, but if you're a registered Republican, you can only vote for a Republican. If you're a registered Democrat, you can only vote for a Democrat. But if you're an independent, you could jump over and vote in a Republican primary, which skews the results. And that's why Nikki Haley, I think, did so well. Um, not great, but she did better than I think expected. In Ohio, think about it. 
you can be a Democrat and cross over and vote in a Republican, which will really skew the results all the time in Ohio as well. So a couple of things there. I do want to highlight what you said, and and I don't know if it is a story, but maybe it is. The Boston Globe had Trump beating Haley by 22. He's going to win by about 11. Uh, The Des Moines Register had DeSantis at 16, but he got 21 of the caucus, a percent of the caucus vote. Uh, Trafalgar had Haley losing by 22, Monmouth by 18. She's only going to lose by about 11. So is is Trump underperforming or and, and then here's the other question. I'm looking at the numbers here and I only tallied the top three. Uh, so Donald Trump, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis in New Hampshire is 305,000 votes cast. And then I look over at the Democratic primary and there's 95,812 votes cast. So that's a difference of 209,000 votes. So independence, it appears, showed up and voted for Nikki Haley. Um, do you think that this is more of a general election issue or do you think this is Nikki Haley really working hard to get independent voters and never Trumpers? And then why is it so important? And then I'll ask you this question and then shut up. Why is it so important for us in Ohio to understand that open primaries can cause uh, chaos? Well, I think uh, all of the above and, and just some of the things you said there. An open primary is even worse than New Hampshire because uh, in, in Ohio, Democrats can actually decide who wins a Republican primary, um, where in New Hampshire, independents can decide who wins a, a Republican primary. Now, in Ohio, independents and Democrats can decide, uh, which, is a, which is a much greater problem. And it's one of the reasons why in 2016, for your listeners, if you go back, people think that Donald Trump won in 2016, but uh, in Ohio, he actually lost. He lost to John Kasich, but John Kasich was actually using this. John Kasich was telling Democrats to vote for him to make sure Donald Trump didn't win. And John Kasich actually won the primary in Ohio in 2016 because Democrats crossed over. So we have an even worse situation in Ohio because of that. But clearly, Nikki Haley knows that Donald Trump, former President Donald Trump, has a weakness. And that weakness is suburban women, independents, the the, um, anti-Trumpers, which uh, you mentioned, which are which are part of the Republican Party, but also mainly Democrats and independents. And Nikki Haley is working to make sure she can she gets those votes. So um, those are the ones that did show up in New Hampshire. But I think Nikki Haley is also doing something else. Nikki Haley actually believes that Donald Trump, former President Trump, is going to have a problem uh, in the court system between now and the nomination process. And if you think about it, and I've heard this and I I truly do believe it, she's probably going to stay in all the way um, and watch what happens in the courtroom. Because if for some reason Donald Trump, former President Trump, is convicted, you know, the Republican platform, which they could change, says that you cannot have a convicted uh, felon as your nominee. So it's kind of another interesting point that I think Nikki Haley is is going to stay on board and watch what happens and then see if the Republicans actually do change their platform position and say we can now have a convicted felon as our nominee, um, which will be interesting. And I don't know, uh, Jack, if you've looked at some of that polling, but Though it's interesting, many people who support former President Trump say they will not support him 
if he is convicted. So there's another. Now, it's not a big number. But again, when you're in a race against Joe Biden and it's pretty much a a 50-50 draw Mm -hmm. between Donald Trump and uh, Joe Biden right now, all of those votes are going to matter when it comes to November. If she can remain competitive, there's an argument for Ms. Haley to stay in the race. Through the July convention, Mr. Trump faces a treacherous legal road. Ms. Haley could stay in the race, rack up delegates, and see what happens if he is found guilty. Stranger things can happen with candidates who are this old and this disliked by a majority of the public. The 2024 election may have more twists before the Trump versus Biden die is cast. Now, that was the Wall Street Journal editorial board, I think, hinting at what you're talking about. Um, I'm hearing rumors, and I would have to dig into it, that, that Nikki Haley's supporters are actually funding the lawsuits against Donald Trump. Have you heard the same thing? No, I have not heard that. But I do really believe the people funding the lawsuits against Donald Trump are the Democrats and the Democrat Party. Look, they they clearly um, they like him to be in. I've I've actually heard that the Democrats actually want Donald Trump to be the nominee, but at the same time. They want him to be convicted. And I think uh, it will be interesting if if that's the case. Uh, At the same time, I do think if Democrats can cross over, which they can in Ohio, I do believe if if Democrats do cross over in our primary, uh, they will cross over and vote uh, for Nikki Haley because um, those those are really the anti-Trump, strong anti-Trump Democrat would really like to see Nikki Haley do well. And, uh, uh, you know, we'll see what happens in Ohio as well. Ohio is so unique because, as I told you, it's so much more different. Anybody can vote for anybody in our primary. We don't just have an open. I mean, they call New Hampshire an open primary, but Ohio is even a much greater open primary because any Democrat can vote for any Republican in any primary, which makes it an extremely open and dangerous situation where Democrats can raid the Republican primary and decide who the nominee is. Uh, That's a hole that we need to fill in. And uh, we've only got about 45 seconds here. But let me ask you, I know that there was some legislation uh, that was drafted that would close Ohio's primaries. Where does that stand right now? That legislation, and actually I I helped uh, House Bill 210. It's in conference. There's House Bill 208. There's also a Senate companion the real problem is many Republicans uh, that are debating not allowing us to close it want, want uh, uh, independence in Ohio to have the right to switch over. Now, I was asked the question, why, should not, seconds here, why, Jim. Indep- why, yeah, why independents shouldn't vote? Well, it's, you know, if independents don't buy the ticket to get into the game, why should they be uh, allowed to vote in a Republican primary? So, that, that's uh, in conference, uh, in committee. Hopefully it gets out and gets passed and approved. House Bill 210, House Bill 208. Uh, he is 2022 GOP gubernatorial candidate, former U.S. Congressman Jim Renacci. Mr. Renacci, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. You have a great day, Jack. You as well. Hey, stay tuned. More. Welcome back into the Bruce Hooley Show. Jack Windsor filling in for Bruce, editor-in-chief of the Ohio Press Network. You can read our stuff at 
theohiopressnetwork.com. Um, trying to call up uh, an audio file that is uh, utterly shocking. Um, so if you'll bear with me for just a moment. Um, let's see here. No, that's not going to work. So let me, let me dive into this story. The Daily Mail released an audio recording of Arizona Republican Party Chair Jeff DeWitt allegedly trying to convince Kerry Lake to stay out of politics for two years by suggesting he could find her a well-paying, non-political job in the private sector. He said during the call, which was reportedly recorded at the beginning of March of last year, quote, so the ask I got today from back east was, is there any companies out there or something that could just put her on the payroll to keep her out? Lake declined his offer. This is about defeating Trump, and I think that's a bad, bad thing for our country, Lake said. Later, he brought it up again. Jeff DeWitt, that is, uh, Arizona Republican Party chair, just say, is there a number at which, and then Lake said, that I can be bought? That's what it's about? And then DeWitt said, you can take a pause for a couple of years. You can go right back to what you're doing. She continued to object. This is not about money. It's about our country. And said she would even take a, wouldn't even take a billion dollars. Uh, she said she would not be bought, calling it immoral. Now, DeWitt told her not to tell people afterward, and Lake said, I'm not. If they're going to steal the election to make me and our movement go away, I'm not letting them do that. I owe it to the people of Arizona to carry their torch and voice. Now, DeWitt did not identify the very powerful people back east who wanted Lake to drop out of politics. He said it wasn't Jim Lamont, a wealthy businessman who has supported the Arizona GOP, who moved to Arizona from Arkansas and unsuccessfully ran for U.S. Senate last year. He and Lake discussed how the effort was due to them preferring Ron DeSantis over Trump as the Republicans' presidential candidate since there was a perception Trump could not win. Now DeSantis dropped out of the race on Sunday. It's not clear whether DeWitt's exchange with Lake violates criminal bribery statutes. It is against Arizona law to bribe a public servant or party officer, but Lake must fall into one of those definitions. The definition of public servant uh, and the definition of party officer uh, would have to be uh, something that applied, and I don't know that they do. Now, the exchange might also violate the corrupt electors statute. Republican leadership began calling for his resignation. Maricopa County Republican Chair Craig Berlin said, if the allegations are true, DeWitt should resign. Byron Blem, one of Lake's attorneys, posted on X, if Jeff DeWitt does not resign immediately, he must be removed as chairman of the Arizona GOP. It is obvious that he represents the East Coast interests rather than Arizona Republicans and the people of the state of, of Arizona. Lake disclosed last year at CPAC that someone tried to give her a large amount of money if she would drop out of politics but did not name anyone. It was not disclosed who recorded the phone call nor how it was leaked. DeWitt was initially identified during a radio show 
hosted by Tucson talk show host Garrett Lewis. The Arizona Sun-Times reached out to DeWitt and Lake for comment, but did not receive a response before press time. That article is by Rachel Alexander. She's a reporter with the Arizona Sun-Times and the Star News Network. And, of course, the Ohio Press Network um, has an affiliate relationship with the Star News Network and, by default, the Arizona Sun-Times. So uh, when we come back from break, I will see if I can call up that audio. Uh, That's stunning, isn't it? Uh, I think we all assume that that type of thing goes on in politics. Why in the world would the Arizona GOP chairman want Carrie Lake out of politics? Why would he want her out of the race? Interesting, right? Because Trump supports her, perhaps. Hey, uh, a plan comes to eliminate Ohio's income tax. Several Ohio lawmakers plan to once again introduce legislation to eliminate both the state's income tax and the commercial activities tax. The group plans conversations and town hall meetings throughout the state over the next several months to explain their plan for a six-year phase-out of each, both the state income tax and commercial activities tax. Now, the commercial activities tax has been heavily criticized by accountants for years. Uh, We've had years, decades even, of bringing Ohio's income tax down from a record 9.5%. Representative Adam Matthews, a Republican from Lebanon, said at a Tuesday news conference, this is a long process, but now... We have the end in sight. It's time to have the bold but necessary steps. The group plans to introduce different plans in the House and Senate. The House plan moves the state to a flat tax in 2026, while the Senate plan goes uh, to flat in 2026. Uh, We're introducing the plan today in a similar way of JFK's moonshot. Here's our goal. How do we get there? Matthew said. Whether that is going flat faster, going lower faster to deal with economic conditions, that's fine as long as we get to the end point. Senator George Lang, a Republican from Westchester, said he wants to make Ohio the most economically friendly state and dominate the rest of the nation. One tax after another, one regulation after another, and we started driving business away, Lang said. I believe this plan will pay for itself by reducing the costs and complexity of government and by increasing revenues. Lang said the objective is to grow the state's economy to $1 trillion by 2030 and move the state's congressional delegation from 15 to 16. Now, you'll remember we lost a delegate uh, because of our decrease in population last cycle, last census. The group believes cutting the state's income will increase sales tax and other forms of revenues to allow for a constitutionally required balanced budget without cutting things like education and Medicaid spending. When you cut taxes, you have an increase of economic activity, said Senator Stephen Huffman, Republican from Tip City. I think this is the opportunity we need to be like states like Florida and Texas. As you can imagine, big government progressives are angry about this one. So we'll we'll track that one. Uh, And you're going to want to track the rest of this show. So stay tuned. More. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.